Let us pray. Lord, use your servants' lips, your people's ears and hearts, that today as they are joined together, the seed of your word would be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. Today I invite you to plan for the new. Something happened between last night and this morning that isn't magic, but it does require, if you use a paper calendar, it does require you to recognize that there is a new year. And in this new year, there are new plans that must be made new arrangements to be taken care of. It is 2023. Now, the new year isn't the only time that you can start fresh. If you find yourself winded when walking up two flights of stairs on June 5th, it would be silly and unwise to say, well, you know, when it comes the new year, I need to go to the doctor and see what's wrong. Now, you can make a change, a significant change. You can do something different at any time. The new year is not magic, but it is a natural time for us to try to start things. It is a natural time for us to um, be able to, to figure out what it is we would like for ourselves and try to put that into being. While well, I've got this calendar up there, uh, there, there are all sorts of mathematical ways that you can figure out what day of the week something falls on, but I'm going to give you a tiny trick while there's a calendar up here. Starting with four, the even numbers, four, four, six, six, eight, eight, ten, ten, and twelve, twelve are all on Tuesday on the calendar 2023. Now, the other days that are always on Tuesday will be July 4th, which will be a Tuesday. Um, think about 9 to 5 and then flip it. 5-9. So, May 9th is on a Tuesday. Uh, and then September 5th is on a Tuesday. And the last day of February. So, if you want to be really smart, uh, Remember those dates in 2023 and say to somebody, ask me what day April 4th is on. And it's Tuesday, 4-4. So we've got a new calendar. It's not the only time you can start something new, but it is a good time to start something new, a new start. God has said to us that he has made everything suitable for its time. And moreover... In humanity, God has put a sense of past and future into their minds, and yet we don't know everything God is doing. Yet we cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. But there is this sense of past, of present, and of future. We know where we are, we know where we've come from, and we have this understanding that there is a future that is preferred that we would like to see come into being. So the question, why do we plan? Why should we plan? Well, the first answer to that is God plans. God has had this plan that has come from the very beginning 
all the way through to our time and to the end. The Bible and the whole of human history is the unfolding of the plan and the promises of God. As early as Genesis 12, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land where I will show you. And here is God's plan. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. God plans to take his relationship with Abram and use that relationship to bless the world. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God has a plan. A plan that has unfolded from the beginning of the world until now. And a plan that will continue on until the days are accomplished. Jeremiah talks about this plan. Here's another aspect, facet, feature of God's plan. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to one another, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. A part of God's plan is to create First a covenant and then a new covenant. And we are a new covenant people. We are a new covenant people who have received the pardon of God whom God has given Himself to. The Holy Spirit which lives inside of you has written the Word and the will of God upon your heart. Ezekiel says a new heart I will give you. And a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Jesus had a plan. In fact, it was the plan of Jesus that caused so many, especially the Samaritans, to turn away. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. That's the plan. The Messiah is to be born, he is to live, and he is to go to Jerusalem, and there he shall die for the sins of the world. God has a plan. It's wise to plan. If anyone wishes to see whether or not he can build a tower, he should first count the cost. 
there's a lot of wisdom literature in the Bible which talks to us about the wisdom of planning. I love the lazy bones which comes out in Proverbs over and over again. Go to the ant, you lazy bones. Consider its ways and be wise. Without having any chief or officer or ruler, it prepares its food in summer and gathers its sustenance in harvest. When we were doing our uh, John Wesley class last semester, uh, we were reading some later Wesley in which uh, John Wesley says, I, I want to show you a more excellent way. And he talks about how, well, you know, there was a time in my ministry when I would have said if you didn't get up at 4.30 in the morning to pray, you were probably going to hell. Now, at that point, he didn't say that was going to happen, but he said there is a more excellent way than sleeping in every day. There is a more excellent way than being like the, the sluggard, the lazy bones. There is a more excellent way, and that excellent way is to discover what God's will for our life is, for human life is, and to live accordingly. It's wise to plan. But it's also wise to plan in humility. Think back over the past year, January 1st, 2022, and think of how many things are different the first day of 2023 that you never would have imagined. I didn't know that I would have a granddaughter and a grandson. He's got a lot of hair, this grandson of mine. Must get it from my side of the family. It's wise to plan in humility. Here's how Jesus puts it. He told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, I always love that interchange there. You have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life is being demanded of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich toward God. We must plan in humility. Knowing that the vacation that we are really trying to get together in July, that, that's what we want, but it may or may not happen because there are all these factors that we simply can't predict. But if we don't plan, what we want to happen may never happen. The book of James puts it this way, Come, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there doing business and making money. You don't even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? 
For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, if the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. There's a humility about our planning, knowing that there is so much beyond our control, but also knowing that it is wise. It is wise for us to think about the future, to think about who it is we intend to be, and to move in that direction. So at the beginning of 2023, what are your plans? Not what are your New Year's resolutions. Your New Year's resolutions will probably last 12 days, especially if they involve not eating. If they involve not eating, they will probably last seven or eight days maximum. But what are your plans? What is important to you? What does your life look like if you follow the will of God in your life? What is the one thing that could make the biggest difference in your emotional life? In your emotional life, there's a person in my life that has caused me untold irritation. Nobody in this room, but there is a person in my life that has told me, uh, that has given me untold irritation. And, you know, the Bible says, pray for your enemies. Enemy might be too strong of a word, but irritant wouldn't be. Like sand in your eye like a thorn in your flesh. And I remember one day, having, having read, once again, the Sermon on the Mount, pray for your enemies, and, and, and I had this small list, thank God it's a small list, of people that they may not be my enemies, but they're certainly not my friends. And I prayed for this person, and it was like God said to me, Chris, where are you going to let that go? Well, I'm thinking about it. Okay, when are you going to let that go? When should I let that go? How about now? Well, now seems a little quick. (laughs) Why not? Because I kind of enjoy being irritated by this person. I have an enemy to pray for. Chris, let it go. Let it go. What do you need to let go for your emotional life to be in parallel, for your emotional life to be aligned with God's plan for who He intends for you to be as a mature Christian? What do you need to let go of? Your, your spiritual life. There's a plan that God intends for us to have to grow in grace. Sanctification is this idea that God doesn't take us as we are and leave us as we are. God takes us and transforms our lives. And if we allow God to transform our lives, God will thoroughly change us. 
C.S. Lewis describes it as God saying, can I come in and work on your house? And we say, yeah, sure, that would be a great idea. And then, instead of just taking down the wallpaper and applying some paint, God starts knocking out walls. Taking off whole wings. Putting something new where the old had been. God intends to thoroughly have us. Be with us. Hold on to us. What's your plan for surrendering to God? How do you know God's will? When's the last time that you sat down and read a chapter of Scripture and thought, what's God telling me? It's really easy to read a chapter of Scripture and say, you know, Sam really needs to know that. He needs to hear that. I wish he was reading it. When's the last time you let God's Word speak into your heart? heart and do you have a plan to continue in an ongoing way for God to do his work of sanctification in you your intellectual life what's what's your plan for learning for learning about other people for for learning how to strengthen your marriage for learning how to rear children wisely what's your plan for learning how to be the person God intends for you to be and there are all sorts of things we might need to learn about if credit card bills pile up and there's twenty six thousand dollars worth of credit card bills you probably need to learn how to manage money if your marriage has seen better days and it might not be falling apart but it might not be thriving either you may need to learn how to be a good husband or wife again what's your plan for growing your mind what's your plan for staying sharp and astute and then finally we've got our, our physical lives our, our physical bodies I've always laughed with my children that my shape like my, my actual shape changes from morning to night morning I'm pretty straight up and down at night I look like a pear although we discovered this Christmas that the pear has turned into a martin gourd so maybe I need a plan not just a resolution that'll go away after after 12 days but a plan a plan to be who God intends for me to be so what are you going to do in this new year you can start a plan anytime if you finish reading the Bible on May 2nd, don't wait until January 1st to start over again. Just do it. If your health is failing in September, no matter how close that seems to January, just make the appointment. 
If you haven't read the Bible in years, don't wait to a specific time. Just sit down with some time and open it up. If your mind is getting lazy, buy a Sudoku book. Get a good novel that you have to look up some of the words in. I'm reading Cormac McCarthy's The Crossing right now, one of the border trilogy books. And I've discovered that Cormac McCarthy makes up words. They're not in the dictionary. He just makes them up. And they sort of make sense if you take a couple of different parts of them. What are your plans? Your plans won't always come to pass. That we can be sure of. You're not going to get everything you want. There are so many factors outside your control. Your plans are not always going to come to pass, and, and therefore, we have to be humble. We have to understand that the world is far more complex, far bigger than we ever imagined. But without plans, we simply react to the world around us. When God calls us to be creatures in His image, when God calls us to be, in, in some senses, almost forces of nature that go and bring change into the world, forces of nature that recognize that the way things are may not be the way things ought to be, forces of nature. that see the world and our own lives and can do something about it. What do you intend to do beyond resolutions? Beyond the temporary? How is God calling you to live? What's God calling you to do? And so the question is, if there's one thing that you've thought of in the last 20 minutes, now maybe I should let that go. I'd like to see my grandchildren grow up even more. Maybe I should get this chest pain checked out. Maybe I should look into the Word of God. Maybe I ought to be a little more disciplined. What's God calling you to do? And by God, take that step to do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.